Thanks for tuning in to Seven Figure Fitness Business. This week, we've got a really exciting topic, uh, which may or may not trigger you. And it is why B players get so triggered by coaching. Now, I'm going to start this one off, guys, with a little bit of context because we do a little bit of organic for our B2B uh, coaching for Systems by Design. We reach out to people and I've been observing some really interesting differences in the responses. So we had uh, some people that were getting really, really grateful and really excited to have some potential help. And then other people were just getting so butthurt and so triggered by the entire process. And I took a little bit of time to do some analyzing why. And uh, I guess that is going to be the discussion of today's episode. So just to, just to kind of paint the picture, we had beginners who were getting really, really excited to, to be reached out to, and, and they, they were so grateful. And it's, it's amazing because, of course, they're sponges. They want any advice they can get to start helping them in their business. We had people who were advanced, and they are really, really grateful as well because, you know, we know, guys, how many mentor programs are we currently a part of ourselves? You know, we really do believe in coaching and mentoring. So any chance that we have to learn from people that might be doing something in a way that's different, we are both hands on that and going for a ride. Now, the third type of people were the ones that are getting so triggered. And these are people that are usually doing okay. You know, they're typically doing somewhere between five and 10K per month. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. And the, the idea that somebody could have the audacity to think that maybe they can teach them something, ooh, it really pissed these people off. And they just they just couldn't deal with that. So, of course, we get these messages like, who the heck are you and you know, why are you messaging me? And I just wanted to throw this out to you boys because I don't know if you've observed anything like this. I'm sure you have. But let's, let's start the discussion here. Yeah, I love seeing kind of like the difference in attitude between how people respond. And you can kind of clearly see who's Who's a genuine A player that's just like winning on all levels? And who is a B player that thinks they're an A player that's actually performing at a mediocre level when you compare, when you compare like the A players to the B players who are uh, a little delusional? You know what I mean? So I like looking at like the, the difference in attitude. And it reminds me of people who I've met that were way, way beyond where we currently at or even where I'm at. And their attitude was so humble and there was so their willingness to learn is crazy. Right. It's almost like the higher they go, the more and more willing they are to learn. And the more they realize they need help versus the guy who isn't even that successful by any measure of the imagination gets to a point where they start getting a little arrogant, thinking that they don't need any help and that they have nothing to learn. <laughs> it's crazy for sure i was i was joking before we started recording you know like i remember this incident from university where one of my friends i think this guy weighed about 70 kilos and uh we had a couple of boys from like the local rugby team that came to our, our campus our university campus and one of them was like a front row which if you don't know like that these guys are sort of over 100 kilos the guy was the guy was a beast and then his, his mate that he was with was a very athletic looking guy that maybe weighed about five kilos more than my friend. And my friend was drunk and he was getting all larry and mouthy. 
Anyway, the big guy thought it was hilarious because he had nothing to be bothered by, right? Like he knew he's like, I could squash this guy in like two seconds. But the guy that was like just a little bit bigger, I think he was kind of like the same thing. Like he wasn't big enough that he felt secure in himself. So he got really triggered and irritated by the whole thing. And I see like this happens a lot where if your automatic response to someone offering you some advice is to get really annoyed about it and think I'm better than you are. I just think that that is such a a low level response and worst case scenario, you find out you're better than this person that you can flip it on them and offer them some help. You've just actually found yourself a business opportunity. So I, I just find it really, really interesting about the differences in the way that we see ourselves. And I think it does come from a place of genuine insecurity about our level of success. Yeah, I would agree because once you realize that, I mean, once you kind of understand, like change your mindset and your attitude around being coached and being like mentored, it opens up the world to you. Like if you lose this illusion of knowing what you think you know, and you lose this illusion of being very sure of yourself and you and you accept the fact that there's so much that we don't know and there's so much that we need to grow in and there's so many people out there that are so much better at what you're doing that are beyond your own level when you lose that kind of like illusion that we kind of develop for ourselves as we start to experience a little bit of success then you can really open yourself up to really learning but oftentimes when you get a mini breakthrough and you start experiencing some success we start to develop this illusion that we're actually better off than we really are and we get this kind of like weird, we get triggered when people try to offer us help because we develop this inflated ego of ourselves that we're no longer open to learning. We start thinking that we know more than we actually do. People develop a binary mindset towards taking on information. You know, someone's either right or someone's wrong. There's only two options. However, when you open up the world and go, okay, well, there's a whole lot of gray in there there's a whole lot of you know discussion and debate and you know there are every single person in the world has a point of view and something that you can learn from but if you're not open to being able to learn from everybody you know you're actually doing yourself a huge disservice because you're closing off your world to only the things that you want to believe accept want to know I agree. I agree. And I know some of the mentor programs that we're doing right now, I think some of those people that we work with are definitely ahead of us in in certain areas. Um, And then there's some of the people that we've worked with who I think are very much on a similar level, but because we knew that they were doing one or two things really well, and we wanted to learn and, and open up our sort of experience to see if there was something that we weren't aware of that could be done better. That's why we sort of pursued programs like that. And, and, and that has been I think that kind of mindset has been a huge part of the the growth that we've been able to experience. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. You always want to find, like there are always going to be people ahead and behind you, but in different aspects. But, you know, just because you're earning more money than someone doesn't mean that you're behind or ahead of them. They have, you know, an area of expertise that they can help you with. And, you know, like when we go and decide which courses we're going to do, it's all about making an ROI. Is that person's field of expertise, the thing that they're going to give us, going to result in us making a return? And if the answer is yes, it's a pretty simple and easy investment decision for us to make. It is. And then the cool thing about having that kind of mindset is the fact that you open yourself to so much growth. We have people that we join their programs where necessarily they weren't actually even ahead of us revenue-wise. 
but they were doing something really, really good that we weren't, that we knew we weren't very good at, right? Mm -hmm. My mentor used to tell me like, you need to, you got to get good at eating the fish and spitting out the bone. And the reason why you say that is that everything that you, you got to be open to receiving any kind of knowledge or any kind of skill from, from people around you, right? Even if there may not be, there may be a lot of bone in that fish and there's not a ton of stuff that's, <laughs> that you can keep. You got to get develop a mindset where you find the things that add value to you to, and find the things that you can take and implement and use to help yourself grow and develop. If you get good at doing that, then success is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But those who constantly close themselves off and feel like they're too good to be taught or feel like they're too good to, to be mentored, those are the people that often find themselves in the same place a month later or 12 months later, two years later, and wonder, why am I still in the same place? Why can't I break through this barrier? And they find themselves going through this perpetual cycle of trying to break past a plateau. And it's because they're not willing to learn. That's exactly right. Like I think the highest level of communication that we can possibly have is talking about the future, talking about ideas. Right. And when people aren't talking, you know, when people are talking at that lower level where they're expecting, you know, even coming into a mastermind and being expected to, you know, be told what to do, it's very different. And I think like one of the things that we try and facilitate is that people are able to share, you know, everyone in our community is able to help someone else. Everyone has an idea. And it's one thing like, you know, obviously we do the coaching in our program, but people will want to, you know, try a new funnel try a new sort of style of ad, try a different type of photo. And, you know, everyone in the group can learn from each other. There's so many times where people have tried something and have gone, wow, that's an incredible idea. I'm going to give it a go too. And what actually happens when you're willing to learn from everybody is you improve faster because even as a coach, I was told, hey, I did this, it worked. And I go, okay, cool. I'm going to make that even better. And then someone else goes, yeah, I tried this, except I added this to it. And all of a sudden, everyone's getting to the place that they want to go to faster. Absolutely. And that's that synergy that starts to develop when you have an open mind and you're allowing yourself to receive knowledge from, from those around you. And the cool thing about it is that even now, even though we're in a position where we're doing a lot of the coaching, a lot of mentoring, I'm learning something new from our own clients like almost like every single day, which is kind of crazy, <laughs> right? Like we're quote unquote at this level, we're teaching people at a high level, but I'm still learning something new every single day and finding ways to make improvements. And we're constantly reinvesting back into our own education because knowledge in, is the key to continual growth and it's the key to, to evolving. And a lot of the time people think about this emotionally, and that's one of the big problems, right? Is that if you think about this emotionally and you think, oh, that person doesn't know more than me, and your response to it is, hey, I'm not going to try that, as opposed to people who are open to feedback. You know, someone in the program says, um, I don't like the way that this part of the course is set up. You can either look at that and go, okay, well, I don't like that. I love the way I set up the course. This is my work. That's offensive. Or you can actually go in there from a perspective of, oh, wow, he thinks that there's probably another um, 30 people who think the exact same thing. How can I make it better? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm noticing, guys, that there's this is really something that applies in life in general, it isn't just related to being coachable in a mastermind sense or something like that. I mean, Ghost, and I'm going to throw this to you, but how many times have we had people who, I mean, we've been very fortunate with staffing in our in our in all of our companies, but I can think of a small handful, even less than that of people who, because of 
unwillingness to actually receive genuine feedback and perhaps to assess their actions, um, it's really sent them into a spin. And that was the reason why either we let them go or they left. And, you know, I think the best employees, the best business owners, they're always people that are willing to analyze and observe their own behaviors and decisions and to see whether they actually come up to par. And when they're called out for something that's fallen short, they don't find it as a personal affront. They take a step back and they they understand that, hey, this is probably actually true and they make the change. You know, if you're too sensitive to receive feedback about your performance in any area, I think that there's a major um, shortfall there in your in your perception. Yeah, absolutely. I think back to, you know, it used to be you and I just on the sales calls a long time ago. And I suppose even from our perspective as managers, we were kind of weren't listening to our team's calls. And, you know, I think that was because we were concerned that the feedback we would give would offend our staff, yeah. right? And then, you know, that was, a, that was just purely us. But the fact that, hey, when you've got a team of people who are open and ready to listen to that feedback and are willing to change. That was the difference between our sales team going from 50% conversions all the way up beyond 70. You know, and I even think about for me personally, like when, when, when you are able to detach your emotions from it and really be secure in yourself, like a lot of times I think when people are getting coached or when they're getting feedback, when they're getting constructive criticism or even criticized for any reason, because they're not secure in who they are, right? They start to feel like the criticism, the feedback, the coaching is attacking them personally, mm-hmm. right? And they f- feel the need to defend themselves and make excuses or anything like that. And that is such a bad way. It's, it's such a, a, a dated way of just, there's no way that you can grow if you, if you perceive feedback and if you perceive coaching in a way where it's like a personal attack. So for me, what I have to like remember is the fact that just because I'm lacking in this area, does it, it doesn't affect who I am as an individual, right? I know who I am and I'm very confident in who I am. And because I'm confident in who I am, I'm 100% open to being wrong in every area of my life <laughs> and therefore needing coaching in as many areas of my life as possible, right? I think that's where I think you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about like separating your emotions from it, because when you get emotional about it, you take things personal. It closes you off to actually seeing what you need to see and you're and you start to and it blocks you off from actually receiving the information that you need that's going to help you grow and get to that next level. And part part of the thing about this is like, you know, if you want to learn fast, you know, for us, we're busy people, you know, we don't necessarily have time to sugarcoat every single thing that we say, because that's not what's going to get you to the outcome fastest. If we're exactly. you know, changing our speech pattern just to make our clients happy so that they don't feel offended by what we're saying. It's not worthy of really time when, you know, people should just be changing their mindset. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we do, you know, for those that, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, we do a weekly business report for all of our members in the mastermind. That's such a useful piece of information for us and for them as well, because first of all, the members have to assess their genuine output, their results. Uh, and then the other thing that they do as well is they assess the value and support that they received in the program. Now, I'm happy to say, you know, that nearly every week when we look at this, we get nearly all eights, nines, and tens, which, you know, we're really proud of that. 
And the thing that's great is occasionally when someone is feeling some sort of distress and for whatever reason that we've dropped the ball, if they if they torture us by giving us like a six or something along those lines, it sticks out like a sore thumb and we're able to see exactly what the problem is that's being caused, communicate with them about it and solve it quickly. Now, I can't remember the last time that we got a six and we actually had to get out the tissue box and start, you know, wiping our tears away. I mean, the point of this is, is that like, that's that's incredibly valuable information for us because if we have dropped the ball, whether knowingly or unknowingly, we need to know that. Yeah, and that's really, really key because when you're getting feedback and you open yourself to getting the feedback, you have to be genuinely open to getting feedback, right? And there may be things that you don't like, but I think for us, because our focus is just being the best we can possibly be. When we receive those negative feedback, it's not like, oh, I can't believe they're, I don't think we've ever even looked at any negative feedback, even though they're few and far in between as any personal attack. We've actually like genuinely, we'll talk about it. We'll look at it and be like, okay, so is there some like, or the, how can we improve and what do we need to do to, to make this better? And oftentimes when we actually investigate, <laughs> nine out of 10 times it's actually just been whoever was struggling with just having a bad week. And we just happened to receive the short end of that stick. Um, but because we're open to receiving that feedback, we reach out to clients and actually have that conversation with them and either make the improvements or it turns out that they were just feeling frustrated. Things were brewing up and it just kind of spilled over into how they were yeah. feeling about I, the support I that we're receiving point, from us as a whole. I think the point that I'm making with you is that we're all fallible, right? I mean, we make mistakes. Three of us make mistakes. We forget things occasionally and things like that. I know that we all give a shit about our clients to the highest degree and we take that really seriously. But here's the thing is mistakes are made by anybody. And the fix to that is not having an ego and communicating openly and honestly. And that means that if we get regular and, and you know rapid feedback to say, hey, look, I feel that you guys did drop the ball in this way, because that stands out, it's such a rare occurrence, we're able to throw so much resources towards that particular issue so that we immediately solve the problem. Now, if we were like, uh, that's that's like that's not even true and then got all defensive about it, we wouldn't be in a position where we could where we could fix it. And of course, some people they don't even read their own feedback, right? So this is the example like, you know, of like basically us asking for forms and then as soon as we see one we don't like, us just clicking the delete button. That's how a lot of people run their life is if somebody gives them some feedback they don't like, they convince themselves that it's not true and they stick their head in the sand. That's even worse. Yeah. So I'm just saying like, you know, the, the, the solution to this is being open and uh, to feedback and also communicating in an open and effective way. Absolutely. And welcoming those feedback is really important to the growth. You know, if you're not asking the people that you're serving for feedback on how you're doing, you got to ask yourself, do you really want to grow? And why are you doing what you're doing if you're, if you're not open to actually receiving constructive criticism on improving? Right. I feel like feedback also forces you to kind of question if you're doing things for the right reason, because if you're doing it for the right reason, I mean, you're really looking to just be the best version of yourself and looking to put the best possible service out there or the best possible product. You take those feedbacks because they give you ideas and provide opportunity for you to grow and improve upon what you're doing in ways that positive feedback won't help you, <laughs> wouldn't give you. You know what I mean? Like my, our best ideas have come from people who were really struggling and gave us their thoughts and were like, oh, you know what? That sparked a great opportunity and open our eyes to a different way of making improvements to what we're doing to, to take it to the next level. Yep. Uh, the way, uh, the way uh, that I've heard you explain it uh, before, Iggy, 
is being inquisitive, the inquisitive tiger, if you haven't yes. watched some of the past episodes. But being able, when someone gives you feedback, when someone tells you something, to actually just, you know, assess all the variables, look at every single option, why something happened. And when you actually, you know, I don't think there's many extremely successful business owners who aren't able to, you know, self-assess and look into, you know, what's working and what's not working. It's the same way that, you know, the way that we run our business is based off numbers. If the numbers aren't stacking up, if the numbers aren't adding up, we're not making money. And I think that that for, you know, for definitely all of us has been the reason why we've had so much success in business. Completely. Now, another thing I've been experiencing on, on some of my sales calls or, you know, discovery calls, triage calls, they're often known in the industry as well is, People that have done a mastermind or two um, haven't really received any results. And, and that may or may not be their fault. It could be that the mentors were not good at their job. But basically, you know, people who are not really achieving any results and their answer for not going ahead with like a, with a call will be, well, look, um, you know, I feel like I've kind of already know everything that you could teach me. I've already done marketing. I've already done sales and I've already done fulfillment and systems. And I think to myself, well, but you know, that's like saying you've done a class in mathematics and that you don't know that one plus one equals two. Like you actually have to, it's not, it's not doing the class that matters. It's actually having the output and the results to show for it. And this is another common area is that I think people need to be willing to be like sponges. And I had a quote here from, you know, one of the best sports people of all time, which was Michael Jordan, which is, he said, you know, at the top of his game, my best skill was that I was coachable, I was a sponge, and I was aggressive to learn. And I loved that TV series he was in, The Last Dance, and I loved the book that was written about him because, you know, he could have told any coach to take a walk, basically, you know, because he was so good and he didn't do that. You know, he was always, he went into any team and he was willing to be led by someone that kind of had, you know, a different view to him. You know, and if someone of his quality and pedigree can do that, I think it doesn't really give any of the rest of us much of an excuse to to hold on to. Absolutely. And it and what's crazy to me is that those who are professionals and performing at the highest level are the ones that are most eager to learn. And those who are struggling that need the most help <laughs> are the ones that have the worst mindset about learning from others. Right. And there's a there's no coincidence why there's a correlation between, you know, those who are winning. And learning is because you don't know it all. And you have to be, you have to understand you don't know it all. You have to understand that there's always room to improve. And those who are at the highest level really understand that to the core. Like it's not just like an intellectual thing. It's something that they really believe in their inmost being that they don't know it all and that there's always room for them to improve. And the only way for them to improve is to receive feedback and to receive coaching because that at the fundamental core of coaching, the highest value that you get from coaching is just to change a perspective. Let's say you are performing at the highest level and you're, you have the, the right to say, oh, I don't need any more help. But what you lose is a perspective, even if, learned, if your coach hasn't accomplished as much as you have, right? They still have a different perspective that they can offer you that's going to help you continue to make improvements and that's going to help you continue to be successful. And those who aren't willing to see or gain a different perspective, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not surprised why you're struggling. Like somebody who says I've gone through different, a couple different programs. Oh, I have nothing to learn from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, I'm like, I'm not even offended. I just think it's hilarious. And I think if, if you really look at it, it's like somebody saying, you know, 
I dated, you know, I'm just going to use this as, as a simplest example. I dated like one, let me just say I dated one, like one Asian. I'm, I know all Asians now. Like how closed mind is that? <laughs> That's yeah. very closed minded. Is <laughs> I think people, people sometimes say that sort of stuff also because they do a course and there's no flexibility in the course, right? Like I think that you can work with a mentor and a specific curriculum to learn how to do anything. But one of the big things about what we offer is because we all have, we have our own businesses in the health and fitness space, you know, it's kind of like, all right, like, you know, we're doing $7 million this year. Um, are you going to join in and come for the ride and watch us and learn from us? Because, you know, where you're at at the moment, you know, you're doing, you know, four figures in a week, four figures in a month, and you have the ability to learn from a business owner who is doing as much as we are and learn really, really fast as well because you get to copy our pathway to success. Yeah, and you also get to see the fact like being in an environment like that allows you to see what's possible and gives you like a clear path for achieving your goals. It, it allows you to go into, enter a bigger game, you know, be around people who are having more success than you. Like when we look, you know, of people that we want mentorship from, it's always like, well, how do we put ourselves in the next level? How do we take ourselves to the next level? If you've got that closed mindset where you're just like, hey, I want to play all the, the game with all the small fish and I just want to be the best of the people around me, you know, you're never, ever going to have success. But if you strive to move up and be, you know, better and better and be around more and more people who are, you know, more successful than you, that's how you grow. You know, something interesting that I actually just thought about as you were saying that, there's some people who want to stay in that, play that small game where because everyone else around them is mediocre, their success is like inflated. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this book. It's called uh, The Data. I think it was The Data Driven Leader. It's actually a really, really good book. And there was a study in the book that they were talking about where there was a group of people who were surveyed and they were asked, would you rather make $100,000 and live in a neighborhood where everyone else is making $70,000? Or make $250,000 and live in a neighborhood where people were making $350,000, essentially making $100,000 more than you. <laughs> and eight out of 10 people said they'd rather make $100,000 and live in a neighborhood. That's just crazy. To me. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. It's like, but that's what ego does. It's like you're <laughs> literally willing to take more than half, like uh, less than half the money just so you can feel better about yourself. It's just ludicrous. That's stupid on a number of reasons. Not only are you making less money, but you're actually in a in a in a less productive environment. And I, I think like that's one of the best things about business, right? Is that you're meeting better people all the time who are doing really cool things that actually motivate, inspire you and push you along. You don't want to be the big fish in a small pond. It's actually far better to be the little fish in a big pond. And I think like when you go with winners, like people who are super successful, that would be like, okay, do you want to make the NFL or do you want to play in the Canadian Football League um, and be the best player there? I don't think many winners are going to decide that they want to play in a uh, lower league, right? Absolutely. Like, if you I mean, want to win, you want to be with the best. Yeah. Um, so, like, we're a great resource because you touched on a book, Iggy. I mean, my favorite book on this topic is definitely Mindset by Carolus Dweck. I absolutely love that book. It was a real mind opener for me because I realized that I was guilty of a lot of the closed you know, thinking, uh, closed mindset. And it's her, like the simple premise is this, is that if you have a closed mindset, you get 
sensitive about your certain status in a particular area, right? So I am intelligent, right? I am, I am athletic. You know, and the problem with that is it means that your, mo- your biggest fear in life is being tested. You don't like to go in a race in case you come second. You don't like to play a game in case you lose. You don't like to apply your intelligence against others in case that you come up short and find out that you're not very good. You're terrified of getting feedback, you know, and this is a genuine thing. And I think I could relate to a lot of that in some ways. And then reading this book, it just totally opened my eyes. And it's just like, it doesn't matter where you are now. The only thing that matters is that you are open to improving. And if you do that, it's a never ending, never, never finishing, you know, process. You don't hit the finish line. It's basically the journey becomes the destination, you know, and it, and, it, and it, I know it's like a cheesy throwaway line, but it's, it's true. It is. You know, the book that did that for me, I want to read that book, actually, if you could send it over. Um, but the book that did that for me, like a similar type of like revelation was for those of you guys who are like, have more like faith-based values and things like that, it was uh, called The Prideful Soul's Guide to Humility. <laughs> that book <laughs> was painful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was your coming to Jesus talk. <laughs> and more. <laughs> Love it. That was rough. So for those of you guys who were like want to dive deeper, if you recognize this, we're talking that you're like that A player that's delusional about that B play, player that's delusional about being an A player. Like you need to snap out of it, get the help that you need, but also start actually start working on changing your mindset so you can get to that next level. It's not just in business. It's like, you know, everything about your life, you know, whether it's relationships, when it comes to hiring specifically, you know, you don't want B players in your organization. Because your team becomes the average of, you know, who you have in your team. So the most dangerous person you can possibly have in your organization is a B player because what it does is it brings all the A players down to their level because what happens is a B player, you know, is scared of, you know, the feedback. They, you know, they'll criticize people. They tell people they're wrong, which also, you know, pushes the A players down to, that level because they get stuck in this tit for tat sort of argument rather than having an open forum where people are able to just really express their ideas and discuss the positive ways that you know our organization is going to grow. I agree completely. And I think what differentiates perhaps even an A player from an A plus player, it's probably not even necessarily their performance. It's their resilience to that sort of thing. And what happens is their magnetism to success becomes so strong that rather than magnetizing and, and moving towards the B player, they are so powerful that they actually pull everyone else up to their level. And we've experienced that with a couple of different staff before. And it's a really amazing thing to see. So, you know, it, it's definitely, I guess like guys, I wanted to wrap up pretty soon, but I, I did want to leave people with this message. And it's that if you've been listening to this episode and if it's triggered you in any way, shape or form, the unfortunate thing is that you are probably a B player with a closed mindset, you know, and that's tough, but Here's the thing is you can immediately become an A player by just realizing that all we're trying to do here is put out a lesson. And, and if you do feel that you get triggered by people presenting possible help, then you need to grow up, take a step back and actually assess the situation. Worst case scenario, the person has nothing to help you with. You know, if they're giving you feedback, worst case scenario is that they're right and that you have some learning and some growing to do. But if you close yourself off, then you're basically going to put yourself in a position where your growth and your development as a human being, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, perhaps, they're all going to be massively limited. Did you guys have any final points? No, you nailed it. Nailed it. Absolutely. All right, guys. See you on the next episode. Thank you.